On today's episode, the Blackhawks finally announced the signing of 23-year-old defenseman Philip Rose to an entry-level contract. I'll go over a quick breakdown of Rose's game, plus yet another defenseman being added to the Blackhawks' pipelines. And then to wrap things up, per usual, to start off the show will be our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, May 23rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars while you're at it as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. If you're a longtime listener of the show, a new listener, and you like what you're hearing today, please go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version, then you got to be sure to check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, moving forward for the rest of the summer into next season is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. Go and smash the like button for me down below as well. And be sure to go and ring the bell and turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop. For all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your week. But real quick, before I get into all of the good stuff, folks, I need to remind you that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, with it, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, to open things up this morning, folks, let's start off with the Blackhawks. Finally, announcing the signing of 23 year old uh, Swedish defenseman Philip Rose to a two year entry level contract earlier this morning with a $925,000 AAV. By the way, I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. I even saw in the Blackhawks press release, I saw the little pronunciation area. I believe it's Rose, R O W S, is how it's pronounced. So I think it's Philip Rose. Uh, but either way, he's the newest member of the Blackhawks decor after signing on earlier this morning. The Hawks have been linked to him for well over a month now. Uh, I actually had a draft saved on Twitter announcing the signing of Rose. 
uh, for seemingly forever now. Uh, but today actually ended up uh, finally being that day for him. Uh, but for Rose, a quick breakdown of his game, as I already said, he's 23 years old. He's a six foot four, 190 pound left-handed defenseman who just recently completed his first year in the SHL. Uh, but the first thing that stood out to me about Rose immediately, you see six foot four. He's a big boy for, for being a fairly young kid, 23 years old. It's not like he's 19 or 20, just getting out of juniors, but still relatively long, young in his professional career. Uh, but six foot four jumped out at me immediately. He's got some good size to him. Uh, and he's another addition on the back end for the Blackhawks that fills that mold of being a bigger body defenseman. That's clearly been something that the front office, whether it's been Stan Bowman or now Kyle Davidson, that's obviously been something that they've wanted to add to their their pipelines in the past year or so now. Um we saw that with, you know, Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro, Isaac Phillips, even Louis Crevier and Tage Harding, who have been drafted in the last couple of years, both are over six foot seven. Uh, so that lack of size on the back end, it was it was prevalent for a couple of years when Henry Okihari was the first round pick, Adam Boquist and Nicholas Bodan, both undersized offensive defensemen were se- selected in the same first round. So it seems like, again, whether it's Bowman or Davidson, they're trying to round things out a little bit on the back end or, and are clearly making an emphasis on, on bulking up a little bit there, uh, which, you know, I don't mind at all one bit personally because those are the type of defensemen that you need in order to have success in the most important time of the year. Those physical, rugged defensemen, I feel like are a necessity in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if you go and look at, you know, all the teams that have won the Cup in the past few years, they've had a lot of that exactly on their decor a lot of big bodies a lot of bruisers a lot of guys who are willing to sacrifice themselves in order for the greater good of the team Washington had a lot of that St. Louis had a ton of that when they won in 2019 and as for as skillful as Tampa Bay is they certainly have some size on their back end too so uh Philip Rose is you know another player who again fits kind of that type of mold for the Blackhawks he's not exactly a rugged defender just at this point, and he's still obviously um, got a ways to go before being that at the NHL level. Uh, both he needs to gain experience. I do think he's going to be playing in Rockford for probably the greater part of next season, at the very least, one year, maybe even two, down with the Ice Hogs. We'll see how things progress. Uh, but obviously, you know, he, he's got some ways to go in that area. And for being six foot four, you'd like to see him a little bit heftier. Um, again. He's not a 20-year-old who is just really getting going. Uh, he, he's got some years of experience under his belt, so to only be 190 pounds, I think it's time for him to probably be adding a bit more muscle to his frame in the offseason. Um, but, you know, that's things that are going to be expected with, with young players, even at 23. Uh, still some room to grow there in, in that department. Um, but all in all, I thought, you know, for for how undersized he is a little bit for being six foot four, not undersized, how uh, he, he has room to grow in terms of strength and meat on the bones, if you will. Um, but for being um, just that in his first year with the SHL this season, he actually put up some really strong uh, analytical numbers on the defensive side of things. I saw a tweet, uh, a graph tweeted out by Kyle Cushman earlier this morning 
who's a, a sports media folk back up in Canada. Quick shout out to Kyle for this uh, informative tweet that he put out. Uh, there was a graph that kind of broke down how Philip Rose um, fared analytically this year in his first season in the SHL. And, you know, while the offensive numbers weren't exactly there, I think he, I believe he finished with only six points in 50 games this season. Um, not really doing all that much offensively and the analytics kind of show that, uh, but defensively, you know, in terms of goals against per 60 minutes, expected goals against uh, Corsi and all that stuff. Uh, he, he put up some really, really sound numbers for being kind of inexperienced. Like I said, his first year in the SHL, that's the top league over in Sweden. Um, he, he hung in there. He hung in there really well, uh, which is, you know, something you definitely like to see uh, being at where he is in this stage of his career. Um, and to be fair, I did kind of just knock on his offensive numbers a little bit. Um, but when you go and look at what he did and some of the uh, production that he provided the previous season when he was uh, playing in Sweden second division, they were definitely a bit more respectable. He had 28 points and 56 games there. Uh, so I'm not trying to knock his offense. I'm not saying, you know, that he can't be um, chipping in every now and then. And I'm not saying he ain't worth a lick in that department. Uh, it's just more likely that he's, that's probably not going to be an asset for him down the road when he starts, you know, uh, hopefully stepping onto the NHL scene with the Blackhawks. But he did have a very strong and respectable uh, first season over in the SHL at just 23 years of age. So I'm definitely excited about the future of Philip Rose, who will probably be Rockford bound next season for the Hawks, but is the newest member of the uh, pipelines, if you will, after signing on earlier this morning. All right, there is a quick breakdown on Philip Rose uh, and the game that he plays on the back end coming up in just a minute with Rose signing this morning. I thought it would be a good time to go over the little log jam that's back in place in the Blackhawks system. But first, I need to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product. With just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start off your day. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder experienced a ton of gut issues themselves and ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them $100 per day. But now Athletic Greens has an optimal and affordable nutrition routine that costs you less than $3 per day, which is such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. Now, I'm not kidding, folks. I actually... I try and make sure that I get at least one scoop of AG1 before I do the show here in the mornings, before I go and golf with some of my buddies. It just gives me that extra energy boost that I need to get my morning started. Um, I really I really do recommend it. I try to have it as often as I can. It's really tasty, really easy to have on the go. And again, if you have it earlier on in the morning before you eat some food. It's a noticeable change to start off your day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, 
That is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two today with Philip Rose inking his entry-level contract this morning. I thought it would be a good time to go over the vast amount of defensemen that the Blackhawks currently have in their system. And that's not to say that this is a problem or anything. In fact, it could wind up being a good thing for the organization if they handle it properly, both in terms of competition uh, for the next couple of years and also potentially in the trade market as well, if need be. Uh, but overall, it's just with there, there being so many names here, it's just hard to imagine there being the room for all these players, even assuming that only, you know, a handful of them are going to pan out in the NHL one day down the road. But first up in the NHL, obviously, the Blackhawks, uh, they have four defensemen who are signed on for next season at this point. Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, and Riley Stillman. All four of those guys, odds are they're all going to be back for the Blackhawks at the start of next year unless something drastic were to happen in the offseason. Um, and all but Stillman actually have at least three years left on their current contract. Jones is here for the long haul. Uh, Connor Murphy still has four more years. And then McCabe, uh, at the start of this year, will have three years left on his free agent deal that he inked last summer. Um, but for all four of those guys, probably going to be part of the decor for the foreseeable future, at least. Um, and with there being so many guys, it, it's just. It's going to be tough down the road, potentially. We do know Eric Gustafson, Calvin Hahn, both are basically good as gone at this point. Uh, and then there's also Caleb Jones, who could be in the mix too. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the Blackhawks want to bring him back as an RFA later on this summer. Uh, I personally could definitely see that happening. Um, obviously, he's Seth's younger brother. He's going to be a big part of the rebuild here. And to be fair as well, uh, Caleb did show some offensive flashes throughout the course of the season. I do still think he needs to grow a little bit more defensively and become a little bit sturdier. Um, but e even though I personally would elect to give one of those few open roster spots to one of the kids next year, I could definitely see the Blackhawks bringing him back. Um, but aside from that, aside from the NHLers, quote unquote, there's still Ian Mitchell, Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, Nicholas Bodan, Isaac Phillips, and Jakob Galvis, all of which played a little bit of time at least up with the Blackhawks this year. And then there's also Wyatt Kalanuck, who saw a little bit of NHL, NHL ice time this year, not very much, certainly not as much as I was expecting him to back in training camp. Um, but, you know, he's kind of in the same boat, actually, as Caleb Jones is right now. They've shown some flashes, especially on the offensive side of things, but it simply comes down to whether or not the front office feels like there's room for those type of guys. Uh, but plenty of defensemen right there that are just trying to come up to the Blackhawks in the next year or two. And I didn't even mention now Philip Rose, who has officially signed. There's also Nolan Allen, the first round pick from last year. Ethan Del Mastro, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Louis Crevier, Tage Harding, Wyatt Kaiser at the University of Minnesota Duluth, Michael Crudels, a fourth round pick from a couple of years ago, whose name's in the mix too. 
Uh, so the Blackhawks, they, they have a ton of young defensemen in their system right now that are trying to come up in the next few years. And again, even if only four or five of them, you know, end up being NHLers one day with, as I mentioned, four guys, really three signed on for the long, long haul. But Al, uh, Riley Stillman could also be in contention for that, too, and still has uh, two more years left on his deal right now. Um, but again, it, it's just it's going to make things a little bit interesting. It's going to be a bit crowded potentially on the back end for the Blackhawks. Again, though, that could be a very good thing for this team with, you know, how poorly they've fared on defense and how much they've struggled in that area for the last few seasons. I mean, it, it would certainly be a nice and welcomed change of pace to actually have some depth on the back end for once. Uh, but there's just so many names in that pool. And I feel like the biggest thing I'm trying to get out of this is there's not room for all of them. Hopefully there isn't going to be room for all of them because if there is, that means not a lot of things have gone good for the Blackhawks. And if there are these tough decisions to come, there is going to be a couple of these players ending up getting traded. You know, that means likely that things have gone well for the Blackhawks. Their defense is actually in a good place for the first time in quite some time. So even though there could be tough decisions, those are ones that the front office, Kyle Davidson and the new group around him would probably welcome. Um, but I just think overall, it's interesting to add another guy like Philip Rose, uh, Rose, Rose. I'm, I think it's Philip Rose, uh, but it's interesting to add another guy like him into the mix uh, with all, you know, a handful, more than a handful, two or three handfuls of other players who are trying to become future staples of the, of the defensive core for the Blackhawks one day in the future. All right, there is a quick look at the semi-log jam that the Blackhawks have on defense at the moment. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired manager is going to land or who the first fired manager is going to be this year. Either way, whatever you want to bet on, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball, from the NHL and NBA playoffs to esports boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now today, it's time for Mailbag Monday, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. First question I wanted to answer today comes from Leo Bloomberg, who emailed in the podcast over the weekend and asked, do you think the attendance at the United Center is going to be worse in the next years to come? Or do you think people will still be interested enough to fill the seats? This is a good question and one I actually really like because it's not actually about the game of hockey. It's about the Blackhawks in a different area. So, uh, Leo, I greatly appreciate you reaching out and asking this question over the weekend. 
Uh, but it's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be dicey for sure to see what's going to happen in terms of uh, fan attendance at the UC these next few years when the Blackhawks likely aren't going to be all that good and still will be in the beginning stages of their current rebuild. Uh, but for those of you who haven't heard yet, ticket prices are supposed to be cut all around for the Blackhawks next year. The season tickets were. In some some instances, they were slashed by more than half. One of my good buddies who takes me to a ton of games, quick shout out to my buddy Kalish, um, but I, I believe his season tickets for next year went down by 40%. He did renew them. He got a huge discount to do so. Uh, so that's one of the ways how uh, the Blackhawks organization is trying to keep fans enticed. They realize that the product on ice is, isn't going to be all that good, more than likely. So they got to do things to incentivize people in other ways. Can paying less money, especially with where the gas prices are right now in the world, um, I definitely think that's a, a good place to start. Um, but a, in terms of the you know game to game ticket for the fans who don't you know have the season ticket package, I'm really interested to see where those are going to be because earlier on in the year when I was, I mean, I went to probably 20 Blackhawks games this year, darn near half their home games. Um, but earlier on in the season, it was much cheaper than it was later on, which was very interesting because obviously the Blackhawks weren't in contention for the Stanley Cup playoffs like a lot of, a lot of people early in uh, October and November thought they were going to be. Um, but the ticket prices and the attendance remained pretty, pretty full. I was very surprised at the end of the year. I know there was nights like Pat Foley's final game and there was Jonathan Taze's 1,000th game celebration. Marion Hosa came back and all that good stuff. His jersey's going up in the rafters next year at the United Center. Uh, so there were plenty of reasons, I guess, for Hawks fans to come out. Um, but now that that's probably not going to be the case for the entirety of next season, I am really interested to see how that's going to fare. Um, but with Chicago, you know, still being an original six team, being a big market, it's not going to be, at worst, I feel like it's going to be 10 to 15 at the very worst. There's just no way the Blackhawks unless it gets really freaking bad, uh, like the early 2000s, there's no way they're going to finish even close to near the bottom of the league in terms of attendance. Um, but I do think there, there definitely could be the potential for a little bit of a slide. We'll have to wait and see, um, but hopefully the Blackhawks will still be right up there. Hopefully fans will keep coming out, and I hope that the tickets are going to be cheap for them to do so because I think that's probably the biggest incentive for fans to be regularly attending Blackhawks games at home next season. The second question I wanted to answer today comes from Kayla Fowler, who also emailed in the podcast and asked, what percent chance do you give Derek King to end up being the head coach next season? I think he should be one of the top candidates. Not his fault that the team quit at the end of the season. Sorry, folks, someone just rang my doorbell here. Really poor timing, and my dog's going to be going crazy in the background. So hopefully you all won't be hearing that too loud. Um, but what percent chance do I give Derek King to be back next year as the head coach? I'm going to go 30%. I don't think it's really all that likely for him to return. Um, the only way I, I do think it happens is if the Blackhawks in the front office don't absolutely fall in love. Wow, my dog is barking up a storm right now. Uh, if the Blackhawks don't absolutely fall in love with one of their candidates that they interview in the next few months. Uh, I think they would be potentially open to bringing back Derek King on a bridge deal, if you will, which is kind of weird to have a coach have that term in their contract. Um, but, you know, with next year, there's not a rush in place at all. So if they don't find a candidate that they're absolutely stoked on, 
I, I could see Derek King being brought back, but I don't think it's all that likely. I do think they want to get this thing started and get that new head coach in there to kickstart this process. Um, so I don't think it's all that likely, but he will be given his opportunity to speak his mind and uh, win the front office over as opposed to any one of the other candidates. I, I'm not going to rule it out. I just don't think it's all that likely. And if it were to happen, I don't think it's as the long-term solution. I just think it's kind of as another bridge year, uh, like we kind of saw this season where he was just kind of filling in until they find the ideal candidate to lead this Blackhawks team back to uh, where they want to be, back regularly competing for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I just don't know if Derek King is that type of head coach. Um, so I'm going to give it 30%. I don't think that's all. it's all that likely, but crazier things have happened in this world, and um, it, it'll be interesting, though, to see who he's kind of going up against in the next few months. I do expect the Blackhawks to release the names of some of their candidates like they did for the general manager vacancy, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how Derek King shapes up against some of those outside candidates. All right, that is going to wrap up Monday, May 23rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Go and follow wherever you get your podcast. It's 100% for free. And be sure to go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news, info, and updates from all the teams that are still alive in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's also free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.